Welcome to It's a Good Life podcast, where it's all about helping entrepreneurs think, feel, and do better. In case you missed it, Brian shared his bold predictions for the 2024 real estate market, and you can head over to itsagoodlife.com to check it out. In the meantime, here's Brian. Well, the top of the morning to you, and welcome to It's a Good Life. I'm your host, Brian Buffini, and today we have another installment of our Real Strengths expert, Rachel Yeaman, one of our favorite guests who's done a fantastic job on a number of previous episodes. Rachel fills that critical role at Buffini & Company where when we're coaching someone, we need to coach the individual. We have a system, but we don't want to put square pegs in round holes. So we want to try to coach people to bring the best out of them. And Rachel oversees that throughout our organization, into our coaching staff, throughout our curriculum. And actually, for those of you going to whether it's the Peak Experience event uh, this year in Colorado in May, or you're coming to our leadership conference, which is just exploding. Uh, it's the fastest growing thing we have at Buffini Company. That's going to be in Arizona this year in September. So you get to see her in person do her thing. Rachel, we're at the end of January. We've just done a series on ready, set, goal, do it now for your business, how to be a goal getter. Last week I had John Acuff, you know, we love him, on All It Takes is a Goal. The studies say that people drop off from their New Year's resolution slash early year goals the middle of February. So we're trying to get folks before they fall off the wagon. And we're taking the deeper understanding of people, their natural tendencies, their gifts, and try to leverage people's gifts to work for them instead of against them so that they don't fall off the wagon. So we're trying to talk today about how to stay motivated, and we're doing it through the prism of uh, real strengths. And we know the numbers are small. 8% of people by the end of February are still on track with their goals that they set for the new year. I just want to talk about that. Why is that the case? Why is it that we set these goals? We have the best of intentions. We know the road to hell is paved with that. Why is that people are falling off the wagon? And we're trying to get them before they start going here in two weeks, Rach. Yes. I mean, it's it's a shocking number when you think about that only 8%. Um, and I think there's, you know, probably a number of factors that come into play. But the one that I want us to highlight today and, and really dig into has to do with motivation and setting inauthentic goals. You know, writing and pursuing goals that, that don't align with your values or genuine desires are nearly impossible to sustain over time. And you know, the numbers clearly reflect that. So, I mean, it's a big drop, right? The inauthentic goals. So Let's say I've, I feel like I'm an authentic person. I'm an integrous person. My word is my bond, all those kinds of things. But I set goals, or maybe I've had this one goal I've set over and over again, and I just don't seem to make any progress with it. Define for me what an inauthentic goal is, because it doesn't mean I'm not an authentic person. No. But I set a goal that's not authentic. So differentiate and, and tell me what this is. Yeah. And an inauthentic goal is a goal that doesn't represent the truest version of who you are, what you value, who you truly aspire to be, what you authentically desire. And, you know, this lack of ownership is what creates, you know, often feelings of dissatisfaction or emptiness or just that lack of fulfillment towards our bigger purpose. It doesn't mean that we're showing up as a as an inauthentic person. We tend to write inauthentic goals due to societal pressures or external expectations or sometimes just 
you know, plain old ego and that pressure to perform feeds so much additional stress and burnout and causes a strain on our health, on our business, on our relationships. It happens quite often, but it is it is not valuable. Well, and then we live in a world of comparison. And, you know, we have this whole social media world where the curated content, where everybody's got the best of everything and, and so on and so forth. I talked to a buddy of mine and last November, he was in negotiations to sell his business. And at the same time, a coach for Texas A&M got fired. This guy gets fired and the buyout on his contract is $76 million. Now, what happened to my buddy is he's in the process of selling his business for $70 million. And he's been negotiating this for like six months and he's preparing himself. And in my advice to him, it's the best thing. It's the right time. This company can help him do more with his business than he was doing. He'll stay on so that the values are there and all those things. But he's dis- he's just told disheartened because he's like, this guy's getting paid $76 million not to work. And I'm getting paid $70 million for my life's work. Now, what I had to do with him, I, was, I, I, I mean, I was talking to him and it was going nowhere. So I said, how about this? And we went and played a game of golf a few days later. And on, you know, the game of golf, you can get a lot of things done that's not about playing golf, you know? And I reminded him where he came from. And I reminded him where he started. And that his parents funded him with 500 bucks. And he funded the company on four credit cards. And he was a huge success story. And the fact that someone made an ill-fated decision to renew some coach's contract, it created in him a dissatisfaction. I haven't done enough because of this comparison. And when I walked him through his journey, of what he'd done. It's a phenomenal success story from 500 books in your parents' basement to selling your company for $70 million is an extraordinary success. So I think we get into that. And it's, I think there's a lot of, I should. I should wear a size four. I should be a 30 inch waist. I should have a million dollars. I should have the bigger house. I should have this. I should, I should. And, and the next thing you know, we're into this spiral. And now we're setting goals and people are pursuing hardcore the wrong thing. I would also ask your advice on this. You know, for me, I I did an interview here recently and the question I was asked was, what motivates you? And I said, well, what motivates me today is different than what motivated me 30 years ago. There's different reasons in different seasons. You know, when I had 92 books in my wallet and I'm lying in a hospital bed and about to enter a couple hundred thousand dollars in debt, and I'm miles away from home, my first goal was to have food with my meals. You know, my first goals were desperation goals. My first goals were get to some kind of stability. My first goals were, how can I pay off this debt? Well, there's different reasons in different seasons. And then there was, oh, I want to establish my household and a family, and then set up the business and be able to grow the business and grow the company and reach more people. There's different reasons in different seasons. And then a different season comes along. And I'm in a different season now. Like, you know, I I showed this video at our most recent conference you were at of this lady, Janelle Schmittling, who her husband was having alcohol problems. He left the house. She's there by herself, barely selling a home a month. And she finds our website. She sees inspiration in some of these videos of other success stories we have and decided to get into coaching. And on her journey, finds herself finds her confidence and goes from selling a house a month to 200 homes a year and builds this great team. And, you know, the husband gets restored. He's eight years alcohol free. And, you know, it's the happy ending. 
But where I'm at today is like what the reason I do this podcast is I'm trying to find the next Janelle Schmidtling. Different reasons in different seasons. My goals were correct when I was 19 and broke to how do I pay the bills, to how do I pay off debt. Those were all the proper goals. And now I have different goals. So maybe you could speak a little to this through the prism of a profile, the different seasons in life, and how does the profile interact with the different seasons? Yeah. You know, I, I love that you're bringing this piece up. We're seeing this so much right now, even in, in leadership coaching. You know, what made these leaders great as far as production and the way that they would set up their goals compared to now as leaders, you know, having a, a team that they influence, the goals and the objectives in that, you know, need to change. Our goal isn't, you know, for John to close 12 deals, we can influence that standard, but we can't control that outcome. And so if our goals as a leader are too connected into what other people need to do as opposed to the influence and, and what we can control, we're always going to feel like we're setting ourselves up for failure. And so I think that we have to, number one, be so aware of what season of life we truly are in and let go of some of the things that we used to do that made us great and be willing to stretch and grow and unlock a deeper level of potential with what's going to open up further greatness. And yet, you know, as, as somebody who always comes from this strength-based perspective, what I think is so powerful about setting authentic goals is that they're connected to what makes us uniquely great, our strengths. We don't have to become a different person we just need to unlock different facets of who we are. This perpetuates deep motivation, resilience, sustainability, because our strengths will always allow us to tolerate that temporary discomfort that trying new things stir up. You know, very few of us actually like the feelings of inexperience or low performance associated with trying something new. But that is the only way to unlock our true potential and, and what's really possible for our lives as the seasons change. And as you're talking about, like when our goals are authentically aligned, I mean, that's really what you're talking about. Like, this is who I'm actually, God made me to be this. You happen to be part of the team that's uncovered a process for discovering people's gifts and abilities. When people's gifts and abilities are aligned with their goals, they don't need to be pushed. They more need to be nudged in the right direction to make sure they stay on track. But you know, you don't have to be pushed. You have to be pushed to do something you don't want to do. And so I think this is a big thing. And, and before we go any further, if you guys don't really know, maybe you're new to the program, or maybe you've never gotten your Real Strengths profile before, Rachel oversaw a team. We spent millions of dollars on this thing to take our unique coaching tool called a Real Strengths profile, which is how everybody we coach, we coach them through this profile. The team developed a version of this as an assessment. It's like an introduction, but it's, it's some cool things. It's an introductory piece. And you can go to itsagoodlife.com and you can go through, it's a series of quick questions and it will get you down the road to like, hey, understand how you communicate. That's a giant one. So obviously you'll see three different elements of your profile so that you can then harness that and make your goals more authentic. So that's a free service. It's part of it. Happy to go check that out. You guys did a great job of this. Let's dive into the practical side of this. What are some examples of our attributes and how we can align them so that our goals are authentic. Everybody wants to be authentic. And if I can set an authentic goal, go further, faster, with greater motivation, where do I sign? 
Give us some examples. You know, so much of what is going to get unlocked when you guys take this real strengths assessment has to do with what makes you uniquely great. And then we're able to fuel that in the goal setting standpoint, just that, I mean, it's your motivation. And so one of the elements, some bonus content that we're going to get into today on, on the call is to talk about really the way we see time and the way we're able to focus our activities. And so everything, you know, we've talked about this before, these two abilities are going to exist on a spectrum. On one side of the spectrum, we have what we call a specific, a strength for being specific. And on the other side, we have a strength for being global. So specifics, if we start there, they are naturally designed to bring clarity and vivid insight to short-term goals, to objectives. They feel connected to the present moment, can easily prioritize daily tasks. Now, that makes them vulnerable, though, to overwhelm, some distractions, feeling challenged to really be able to see deeply into the future. And on the other side, we have global, this global strength, and they bring long-term strategic perspective. They are connected to where the journey is leading, to what's possible for that long-term success. And they get vulnerable, feeling discouraged when they don't see the progress or they're unsure about what they need to do today to keep moving towards that long-term success. So this is Brian and Beverly. Yeah. So my nature is very specific. I love my to-do lists. I love to get after it, power up, away we go. Beverly is a hyper-global person. The day our kids were born, she starts thinking about their spouses. You know, when Anna was born 30 years ago, I'm walking her down the aisle. She's talking to me about in the labor and delivery room. And I'm thinking about how do we get the baby in the car seat to get home? Like, how does that work? How does the car seat work? And, you know, how do I strap her in? And it's just specific versus global. Now, what's happened over time and 33 years of marriage and working through things is she's helped me stretch out. So I'm still very specific and that's where my gifts lie. But I've learned, I've had to set a vision for the company repeatedly. I have to spend more and more time on strategy. I have to push myself beyond. And then I bring her back to the daily routines. And she'll forget. She'll forget the details that need to be done or what has to happen today. And be honest with you, there's been wrestling with that over years because you you think it's, oh, you're trying to help me be you and you're trying to help me be you as opposed to, no, here's my gift. Here's your gift. You know, my friend Lou Holtz used to say, opposites attract and then attack. The thing is, okay, you're, you're predisposed to be a specific, right? That's the microscope. And then Beverly's predisposed to be a global. That's the telescope, right? There's a way to marry them in between and bring out the best in one another. And if you are great at setting the short-term goals, you have to have some long-term goals or you'll be like a a mouse on a wheel. And if you're just a global with one vision after another, you're married to someone who's going, when are you going to actually do anything? And so this becomes the challenge, right? That's the tension. Yeah. Now there's beauty in that tension when we're working in the right direction together. How does someone stay motivated? Like I'm a specific and I'm feeling overwhelmed. How do I stay authentically pursuing a goal? Because when I feel overwhelmed, yeah, I take my eyes off the goals. You know, once we use our strengths, you know, through the real strengths assessment, through the content that we're talking about today to truly identify what these authentic goals are that are true to us, we need to then use our strengths to create a plan and to have systems in place to be able to accomplish these goals, Right. Yeah, I love James Clear quote, we, we don't rise to the level of our goals, we fall to the level of our systems. 
these systems that we create will have subtle, nuanced differences based on what our strengths are, but that is designed to fully be able to leverage the unique strengths that we have. Like you say, we write the authentic goals, understand more of ourselves. One of the great things you and the team have done is bit by bit, we have integrated this training throughout our coaching staff. And what I love now is our coaching staff are in a position to be able to coach somebody, not just on their business plan, not just on the how-tos on how to generate a lead, but then also how to do this in the most authentic way possible. And what we're seeing is, even in a very challenging market with high interest rates and lots of challenges going on in the marketplace, people seem to be not only achieving, but achieving in a way that there's almost more peace. Like they're enjoying it more. Even though the circumstances are more challenging, the more skilled our coaches have become in this assessment and this profile, the more they seem to be able to translate to the client how to be able to go about their careers and do it in a way they're enjoying it more. And it's, it's a fabulous thing. As we talk about motivation, one of the things that's important, I talked about being a goal setter, but also a goal getter just a couple of weeks ago. What role do our natural strengths have in setting and completing goals? So I think that this is where those systems really come into place. And, and you talking about what the coaches are designed to do is, is so beautiful because what that does is it allows our clients to come to the table using their strengths, not feeling like they need to, to be a different version of themselves or, or have this kind of gap that they have to fill alone. They don't have to go it alone. So, you know, the, the three things that our coaches are, are working on with clients right now at this, you know, moment in the calendar is we've written down our goals. We've gotten them visual. We have plans to be able to number two, then review the goals frequently throughout the year and then the third piece that I think is is so important for anyone universally is to be able to celebrate those accomplishments. Now, we have a difference that we're going to dig into today about how we set those three elements up for specifics and how we would really encourage more of our global strength clients to set that up. So for specifics, when you're writing down your goals, be specific, identify those measurable targets, create those deadlines. That's a lot of the work that you guys have done at the beginning of the year or even at the end of last year. In coaching, I found that a lot of these goals would sound like, I will contact all my best clients this month. I will take a long weekend off a quarter. I will get active three to four times a week. All of these can be very compelling goals, but I would ask them, what is it overall that we're wanting to achieve? What does success look like? What will contacting your best clients do for your business? And inevitably, these questions will unlock that bigger picture for the folks that are more, more focused on the day-to-day -day grind or, or the month-to-month. -month. This is what's needed to keep this sustained so that we're going to move well on into February, March, April with the motivation still strong. You know, a lot of the time the response would be, it's that exceptional level of service that I want my best clients to experience. So I want to be active and healthy to play with my kids as they grow up. I want to have more balance in my business. This allows us to, to be connected to what we do every single day with what that bigger vision is that just might not been have been accessible to unlock for us. Well, I'll give you an example because you, one of the things you pointed out there was, you know, we set the goals then we make them visual, then we build a plan, right? There's three big elements to there. And we've covered some of this here in the past few weeks. One of the dynamics, and I shared with this uh, a couple of weeks ago, what I do for myself as a specific is I set up my next trip to go to Hawaii. Bev and I have a house there. 
and we set up cameras. And one of the things we can do from our back patio is we're just a couple hundred yards from the ocean, and it's right where the whales are. And I set up cameras so that I can go on my phone, and I see the flowers, the palm trees, I see the water, and I can actually see the whales. And what it allows me to do is I know I'm going there on, let's say, three weeks from now. And what that allows me to do is focus on all the things I need to do now. You know, I'm, we celebrate our 28th anniversary at Buffini Company, January 4th of this year, okay? I'm 28 years doing this after a 10-year career hammering down real estate. So I'm at this a long time at a very intense level, a very focused level, and it seems like it's only more intense now and more busy now, and I'm not 28 anymore. So I have a short-term goal where I know I'm going to Hawaii. I have a visual. It's actually an image. And what it allows me to do is go, okay, there's no overwhelm when I'm there. It's a great sense of peace. Bev and I are able to chill out. We're going to go play a little golf. We're going to go look at the whales. We're going to eat good. I'm going to do my morning hour and 15-minute hike. I'm going to do this. You know, I have the routine down. I, I know what relaxation and peace and joy is there that I've worked hard to get. But it's almost like this. The three weeks I'm looking forward to it, it's almost more value than the vacation itself. And what I do is, and you talk about making these goals visible, is I look at that camera, a live feed, I see it and I go, I'll be there in 10 days. And I might have some intense meetings, things might be going a little sideways. You know, I'm up to my eyeballs, I'm feeling overwhelmed. So that's my Achilles heel. And it just comes on me and it comes on me. And rather than okay, now I'm eating bad, or I stop working out, or I start being frustrated, I look towards a specific goal on my next trip. And it pulls me through, and it's the anticipation of that. And then in the meantime, I'm extremely productive. So that's an example, I think, of how to tap in, like as a specific, that's an example of how to tap in to something that can pull you along, and keep you motivated, and keeps me fired up, and helps me to endure and I'm sure like that's specific one-on-one what I just described there, right? It is. And it's such a good reminder because it's a series of sprinting and resting. You know, you're able to hold that vision that, that maybe does feel a bit further out for you, but because you're unlocking it every single day and paying attention to it, it's what's going to get you through. My husband is, is specific like, like you are. And one of our trips that we were supposed to go on got canceled and his immediate response is, I need us to rebook something else because I'm going to drown in the stress of, of the day-to-day that's happening right now because there's a lot happening for everyone out there. And so, but once we rebooked it, every morning we start our day counting down and it's what keeps us through. It's what sustains us. But if we don't have that anchor or that marker or that talisman to guide us through the days feel like a churn, and, and none of us do our best work. So how would a global approach that then, the same thing? What would be a, an example of what a global can do to get through the tough times and the difficult things to stay motivated? So like you and Bev, Bev my husband and I are different. You know, I'm more on the global side. He's more on the specific side. So, so I can speak a bit more experientially about our, the, the global strength. When we are writing goals, typically we're naturally led by that bigger why. You know, I'm so aware of physical longevity because I want to be active with my kids. You know, I, you know, we, we, we want to create a business known for exceptional concierge level of service. Like work-life balance is something that's always on the forefront because we want to be designing that version of the good life. 
Where we struggle, though, is determining what needs to be done every quarter, every month, every day to keep the activities moving to be able to get there. This is where that objective perspective is so crucial. I'm going to just, you know, don't go it alone. I'm going to keep talking about this because our clients will come to us with this big picture vision through, you know, the coaching process. And in business planning, in goal setting, we as coaches are able to partner with our clients to determine how much their version of the good life is going to cost, how much profit they're going to need to be able to fuel this good life and break that down into quarterly, monthly, and weekly activities needed to fulfill the production that's required to live that good life. It takes all this wasted energy that I think both sides can go through hoping, guessing, believing that we're on track, but never really knowing. And it just creates a clear, actionable path that people get to execute on. It's so fascinating you're talking about this. So what I've experienced with my bride of 33 years is the globals are able to endure an awful lot because they're so focused on down the path. And then what happens is I call it when she lands. There's times she just lands like a helicopter. And, and she won't ask me a question about the business or our finances or anything like that for months and months on end. And then she'll land and, and it'll come in the form of like a very intense question, very specific. I need an answer right now. And so as mundane as this sounds, I think for my experience with the global is tracking things. And that when she lands, I go, well, here's where we're at and here's what's going on and here's how we're doing. And, we're, and she, ah, great, I'll see you in six months. And for her, what I try to do, like she's playing golf right now and she's, of course, Miss Olympian. And what I do is I keep all her cards. And she doesn't because it's a very specific thing to keep her cards. She forgot what she did last week. So she played in a tournament here the other day and she comes home. Well, I'm so frustrated and I did this and this. And I said, okay, I just want to take you for a second. And I took her back to nine months ago where she was shooting 20 shots more than she is right now. Because she's focused on the future and how what her practice and her all this different stuff. And this is one little example. And I go, you know, this period of time ago, you were shooting 20 shots higher than you are right now. And it's that specific detail, practical feedback that goes, and all of a sudden she's like, awesome. And then she's off to the races again. So, you know, we're talking about how to stay motivated, how to write authentic goals. It's about being connected to who we are, how we're actually wired, not comparing ourselves to others, not getting focused on, I have to become a global person. She has to become a specific person. But they're dynamics of what we need. For me, I need the short-term hook. I, I'm like the donkey that needs the carrot on the stick, and it's a short stick, right? It's four weeks out. It's six weeks out. That's as far as I want to go. 90 days, that's as long as I want to plan. The strategy, I need to have a more global strategy. And then for the global, we got to bring it down, have the tasks, have the activities, break it down. And then when they check in, be good to go. Obviously, there's so much more to this. I mean, there's you got your studying your PhD in this very area, doing your thing. Uh, we've been doing it for 20 plus years, the profile. We've had I don't know, 70, 80,000 these profiles, no two the same. It's kind of our secret sauce in how we coach people because we're going to unlock their potential. If you haven't got a real strengths assessment, start there. It's a great introduction to understand a little bit of how you're wired so you can set those goals. And then obviously the next step, if you ever get involved in our coaching, we'll have you go through the whole thing and you have a, an expert coach who's going to walk you through how you're wired so you can stay motivated all the time. If all we did today was help you stay motivated another six weeks, 
So instead of this year, you, you kaput it February 10th and you made it to April, you're already miles ahead of where you would have been. So we've already achieved our goal here on this episode of this podcast. Obviously, our hope is that we want you to be in that 8% that's chasing your goals, reaching your goals, and winning. Last word, I'm going to give it to you, uh, Rach, as people are starting their new year. What's your hope and wish for all of them as they try to stay motivated through real strengths? Well, my hope and wish is that people do that. They stay motivated. Stay connected to your strengths and what makes you uniquely great. Have quarterly check-ins because, again, whether you're specific or whether you're global, we need that carrot to be chasing. We need that perspective to make sure that we're staying on track. And don't forget to celebrate. That is how we are able to bring all of the great momentum of what we've created from one month to another or one quarter to another. So write down your accomplishments, celebrate your successes, and use that to fuel your purpose. Brilliant. Great words of advice. Uh, We look forward to more from Rachel in the months to come. You can also see her at Peak Experience and our leadership conference. Check those out. She's got more great stuff to share, and we're delighted to bring it. Thanks for joining us today on It's a Good Life. It is really a good life. Uh, Before we let you go, I'm going to actually pass over the show right now to our producer, Mr. David Lally, and he's got a few words to the wise for all of you. Thanks again for joining us today, Rach, and appreciate all of you for tuning in. Love this content today, guys. Thank you so much, Rachel, for joining us on the show. Head to itsagoodlife.com and get that free Real Strengths Assessment today. And until next time, I'll leave you with Brian's mum for an Irish blessing. May the road rise up to meet you, and may the wind always be at your back. May the rain fall soft upon your fields, and the sun shine warm upon your face. And until we meet again, may God hold you in the hollow of his hand. See you next time. Thank you.